Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to a brand new episode of Look Forward. I'm your host, Jay. I'm here with my co-host, Brad. I'm so happy that after a couple weeks of reprieve that we've gotten uh, back to back to hearing hearing uh, Tuesday. Yeah, man. For the January uh, 6th commission. Jesus Christ. Uh, we were off last week because it, it was a short week, like, in the working world, which, like, threw off yes. our entire network <laughs> schedule. Yes. For- very, very, very much so. Still, yeah. still is happening now because we haven't recorded 10 Spickles yet this week. So, you know, that's coming down the pipe yeah it's 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 hilarious because we only did like one show last week and my wife is like do you have a show tonight i was like no well, tomorrow no i, I don't have any <laughs> this is like the first time i've been like free for quite some time um but we are back and boy are we back with a uh a hell of hell of a day like not even week just a hell of a day um i wasn't i wasn't expecting this hearing to be as funny as it was but there were there were some drop dead like hilarious moments oh throughout yeah no, no doubt about that and we'll, in, we'll talk including about including the the coup de gras which we'll talk about uh at the end of um, this thing well the, we're really, really two coup de gras one that something that trump did and then one uh one of the most insane things i've ever heard anyone say casually <laughs> on live television right right good lord <laughs> Um, all right, so let's uh, let's get right into it. So we'll we'll talk um, we'll get right into the the seventh live hearing from the January sixth committee. Um, yeah, the 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 seventh of infinity because like it's it's like when they schedule them, they're just like, oh, we keep getting more witnesses that want to tell us things. Like it's yeah. pretty great. They were supposed to have so at the day of this recording is Tuesday, right? This is Tuesday mm-hmm. evening that we're recording. Um, there was supposed to be a, another hearing on Thursday, which has been canceled apparently. Postponed. Uh, right. Postponed. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Maybe that's next Tuesday. Who knows? <laughs> no, <laughs> we have no idea. Um, but I, you know what? I'm actually – I'm more of a fan of the surprise ones. Like because the yeah. last time it was a surprise, it was a fucking barn burner. <laughs> so like look, just hit us with like one day notice, man. Like I don't, I don't even need – like, if you want to keep it to Tuesdays where it's just like, huh, is it infrastructure day? Like, like, yeah. like oh, shit. Like, that's fine. That's fine. If I find out on Monday afternoon that, like, shit's going to be lit on Tuesday, I'm, I'm totally okay with that. That, that works fine for me. Um, but, yeah, so we knew this one was coming up. 
And we sort of kind of knew, like, the topic, right? But, like, mm-hmm. we didn't know exactly what was going to happen until, like, right before. So, again, well, not surprises. Not only, not only that, but we also had the added benefit of the fact that uh, Patsy Baloney sat for eight hours yes. with the committee this past Friday uh, for the first time because he's always um, declined coming in, asserting executive privilege, and then basically – uh, his shit's been on blast all over the place with half these hearings anyway. So he's like, yeah, I guess I should come in. So, <laughs> Cause you're, you guys already know half of this shit anyway. Yeah. You guys are making me look real bad. Like I gotta, I, I, I gotta fend for myself. Look, I, I gotta tell you, like, I can't wait. Cause they were like, we're just going to sprinkle in some Cipollone across this, uh, <laughs> across this, uh, this shit sandwich. Um, but you know what? His testimony did not disappoint. No. And, my favorite part of it is just the open knifing that Pat Cipollone did on Sidney Powell, which I just thought was amazing. They hate <laughs> each other. Um, they do. And and not only that, but it was also, I can't remember if he said it or if she said it, where basically she was like to Trump, she's like, yeah, she's like, you know, they like, or I think they, they were, you know, Trump was trying to appoint her. As like the special counsel special that oversee counsel. election fraud or something. She, she was going to be the Robert Mueller of yes. this part of the of the Trump yes. administration. Okay, and, guys. And, and Pat Cipollone was like, he's like, yeah, you can appoint her. He's like, and you can say, you know, you can tell us like, hey, she's going to do this. And then Trump's like, cool, I do it. And Pat Cipollone was like, yeah, we don't give a shit. <laughs> we're not going to do any of that. Like, no and, Trump, and, and, Trump, and Trump's like, oh, like you see what I got to deal with all the time as if he's like, as if he's not the fucking president. Like he's like yeah. sitting there. He's like sitting there. He's like, you know, he should be able to do what he wants. I mean, I'm sure if he would really like put his foot down and was like, oh, you better fucking do this or else. Like simple. But they were just like, like, peace out. Like yeah, they were just I'm like, leaving. Pat was like, nah, like we're not doing it. <laughs> yeah. like, Yo, that's. <laughs> That is ballsy, man. That is ballsy. But, like, you got to give Pat Cipollone a little bit of credit in just being like, nah, fuck that. No, that, that's a farce. Like, this entire thing yeah. is bullshit, <laughs> and I'm not going to be a part of it. Like, they were like, oh, Pat, can you do that? And he was like, yes. Um, are you going to do it? No. <laughs> no, 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 I, no, I don't think I will, um, which I, I found to be quite humorous. Um, so it's, it, it's almost like it's like the scene – of from like Billy Madison where Trump is the bus driver and Pat Cipollone is Philly. <laughs> and he's like, you know, he's like, Sydney Powell, she's going to be a special counsel. And Cipollone's like, no, she's not. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you can imagine like, what it'd be like, you if know, she, she was. She was. <laughs> like, it was embarrassing. Like it was embarrassing. <laughs> Pat Cipollone was like, no, no, I'm not. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> Sydney Powell and those Dominion voting machines got it on. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. <laughs> they did not. So yeah, that that was. I enjoyed the shit out of Pasipaloni just just yeah. trashing Sydney Powell and Sydney Powell slowly but surely drinking her her Dr Pepper, like just staring at the camera. I was like, oh, that's gonna be on SNL. <laughs> like, that, that's gonna make it. She seemed I, fucking nuts, dude. Super. Uh, she crazy. she is insane. I do also like how the committee finds every excuse they can to note that her defense against uh tamp- like like election tampering was the fact like well nobody should have taken me seriously yeah, clearly they, <laughs> yeah they fucking ran that quote they were like and then you said 
Nobody, I was like, oof. Like, dude, when they pointed out, like, as a quote and not just as, like, hearsay, it's devastating. Like, that's in the court, <laughs> that's in court documents you said that all of what you're saying is bullshit. Like, yeah. Uh, again, I don't know how anybody who is a Trump person, like, I know they don't generally watch these things because they hate facts and shit like that. But, like, when you heard that, surely you were like, hey, that, that seems like an odd thing for someone on our side to say. Like, <laughs> And, and trigger anything in your in your empty head of it's, like it's not it's not because they're all in on the grift except for like you know five of them that are true believers somehow yeah I'm, but I'm talking about the true believers like dude like read a read an article good god she said it <laughs> like she said it in a court of law so yeah it look the the big the big thing in this election though were the the two uh, the two people who testified. Um, uh, something like Ayers or something. I can't remember his first name. Stuart, Stuart, Stuart Ayers was, remember, he was the guy that Trump, that like the Trump side of the equation tried to argue was like an FBI plant. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, really? Is that the guy? Yeah, that, it's that guy. Like, because he was like oh, recording, shit. he was like oh, recording the shit. Yeah, on the cell phone. So like they were, th- like that was the argument from like the Q folks is that they're like, oh, like this guy was, you know, a fucking plant by the FBI, and he actually instigated this stuff. Like, this would have happened if Stuart Ayers wasn't there, you know, ginning things up. Yeah, okay, bro. <laughs> like, yeah, okay. No, you know how I know that shit's real? Because his wife was sitting behind him, and the entire time she was like, I hate you for having me here. You're like, yo, she was giving that dude all the daggers, man. Like, yeah. that woman is so tremendously embarrassed to sit behind that moron she married. And like, you let the, you let these moron, these bigger idiots trick your dumb ass into doing this and you have ruined our lives. Me, Thanks. Me, meanwhile, Ra- meanwhile, Raskin's like, ah, oh, your wife's here. Hi, Stuart Ayers wife. Yeah, like, Thanks like, for coming to DC. <laughs> like, how, do you, how do you like our little town? It's oh pretty great, God. isn't it? Probably yeah. a lot better than the last time you were here, huh? Huh? <laughs> Remember that shit? By the way, Jamie Raskin out there rocking the like 1776 fucking haircut. I'm like, dude, what, what, what is going on? I mean, um, like I said, he 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 was not blessed with great uh, with great hair genes, unfortunately. So no, he's no. he's doing everything he can. What was the What was the Republican guy uh, with the like the uh, Trey Gowdy with the, the continually <laughs> terrible haircuts? Um. But yeah, so the other guy who testified was Jason uh, Van uh, Tattenhove or uh, Tottenhove, and he's he's the former spokesman for mm-hmm. the Oath Keepers. Boy, what a get that was! <laughs> yeah, I found that guy to be really fascinating because he got out of the Oath Keepers way before January sixth. He was like, um, no, it turns out these guys are fucking crazy. Like I, I'm done, <laughs> right? And this guy like ran a podcast, so I'm sympathetic. Mm-hmm. Um, he, <laughs> still, I mean, still does how, apparently. Right? Still does. How bad could he be? Really? Yeah. Um, but he runs a podcast, like you know, that's sort of sympathetic to right wing fucking ideology. Whatever. Um, that's on him. I don't give a shit about that. But I mean, fuck, the most popular podcast in the world <laughs> is a guy like that. Um, he just doesn't have face tattoos. Um, but he also is like an artist. So they were like trying to hire him to do like some artwork for them and stuff mm-hmm. like that, which is like to, to imagine like this militia, like, but could you like do some art for us? Like to make us look cool. Like, all right, that seems weird. Um, but he basically was like, look, Stuart Rhodes, the head of, um, the Oath Keepers, like used to live in my basement. Like, 
Yeah. Like we were roommates, right? And and so he's like, I know how Stuart Rhodes thinks. I know how these guys are. And like kind of giving the sort of the inside dope of the Oath Keepers as an organization, not so much like what they were doing on January 6th, which I think is I think is a really good thing because it 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 kind of lends to these guys weren't just fly by night on this shit. Mm-hmm. Like these guys really believe this stuff and they have for a very long time. So like to kind of put you in the the right mindset. But I loved his story and then we're going to kind of start to break down this hearing a little bit more. But I liked his story of like Raskin is like, so why did you leave the Oath Keepers? And he was like, yeah, we were living in Eureka, Montana. One, that should be enough. Um, and and he's <laughs> like, good Lord, there's nothing there. Um, and he's like, we were at a store and like other Oath Keepers were there and it was me and Rhodes and some other Oath Keepers. And they just started – some of the guys just started openly talking about how the Holocaust wasn't real. And he just said – I went home to my wife and kids and I was like, we're done. I cannot <laughs> abide this. We're leaving. Like that was that dude's lines. Like the Holocaust doesn't exist. All right. These guys are anti-Semites. Get the fuck out of here. I, I mean, at, at, least, at, least he had the where, at least he had the wherewithal to, to cut bait on that aspect. As, yeah. Like, you know, Cause a lot of guys are just like, yeah, I'll entertain this. Like, I'm like, what? Yeah, tell what? me like, more what? about this. Tell me more yeah. about this. Adolf Hitler character, right? Like, <laughs> but yeah, that dude was like, nah, that was a bit too much for me. <laughs> like, well, and, and, and it's out. why it's it's why it's, it's so wild. funny because there was news that came out this week where like Stuart Rhodes was like, oh, I'd love to testify before the committee, but right. on you know on on all these conditions, like it has to be live and you know it had it has to be televised and you know but like like I have to know the questions before and all that shit and people are like oh I can't believe they're going to let him do that I'm like just cuz he wants to do it doesn't mean that they're going to let him do, that. do it like no 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 prosecutor worth their salt would ever put a witness on the witness stand that they don't know Everything what they're going they're to say, say right. when they put on and interview them in advance and like if Stuart Rhodes were to interview with the committee it would be behind closed doors first and they would vet what he has to say and also with Stuart Rhodes because he has criminal exposure that he has to worry about like they're not going to let him even walk in the room and, unless he has like a guilty plea attached to it. oh yeah dude you're not you're never going to hear from Stuart Rhodes like yes like and if you do it's a video recorded message like you're never going to do that and like they would interview him they would behind closed doors like you said they would mm-hmm. record it and then when he tried to say some wild shit, they'd be like, hold on a second. That's not what you said on this tape. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> no. And they're not. And look, that guy is a propagandist. Like, he's going right. to get up there and he's like, I want to subpoena Nancy Pelosi and all these other people there. One, subpoena? With what power, motherfucker? Get out of here. <laughs> um, the witness subpoena. Yeah, really? like, yeah, okay, bud. <laughs> like, that, isn't that how the law works? It doesn't, Stuart. Um um, you know, maybe you should keep your eye on the, uh, the documents uh, at hand. <laughs> um, but, and don't feel bad about us making eye jokes. That guy shot himself in the face. He did. <laughs> like, so he's the Plexico Burris of, uh, <laughs> of right wing, um, ideologues. Get out of here. Um, but like, yeah, he wants to like, oh, let me get out there and say like a bunch of like propagandist bullshit to try to like pull people to my side. The committee's not going to do that. Get the fuck out of here. The, yeah. Their their best move so far, and it has worked like a dream, is getting these fuckers behind closed door, getting them under oath, and getting them to tell them what, what they know, and then ramming that shit down the throat of the next assholes who come up to, to testify and talk about this shit on TV. Oh, well, right, well and, and, they're going, I said, and they're going and here's another up. person who said that. 
Right. And they're going bottom up because basically right. like what they're doing is they're getting these lower level folks in here to testify to things that they that were said to them and that they observed. And then so like they're like, oh, I'm going to tell you all about the things my boss said. And, that, and then after they testify in public and they air this shit, they could turn to the boss and be like, well, you know, they said all this shit about you. you want to come in and you know defend yep. yourself or corroborate or this that, or the other thing. Otherwise, this is the record that exists in the public about you know your role yeah. in all this. And, that, and I mean, that, that's what got Pat Cipollone to come in the doors because, you know, Cassidy Hutchison was saying all, you know, testifying to all the things that she observed between him and Meadows and everything like that. And so they're like, hey, Pat Cipollone, I know you said no before, but uh, it kind of sure? seems like you might want to you might want to set the record straight. And guess what? Here. All he did was go. Yeah. What she said. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's not he's not pushing back on the shit she said. Get out yeah. of here. Like, of course not. Because at the end of the day, Cipollone still wants a career. Right. Mm-hmm. That and it look, all this is is a huge Rico case. You just roll these guys up one after the other. You get you occasionally get people like um Cassidy Hutchinson, um, who will volunteer to jump in and be like, Hey, I saw some shit, let me tell you. Um, but you just you just keep rolling these people up. Look, you're gonna get the John Eastman soon. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's only a matter oh, sure. of time, but you will get to him. Whether he wants to plead, plead the fifth all the way out, no, that's up to him. But right now, the argument seems to be that Donald Trump was surrounded, like like Liz Cheney said, which I thought was a pretty good point. Like Donald Trump was a, was just being advised by these, you know, not so great um, advisors and everything else. So she's like, he's not a child. He's yeah. a grown man. He's 78 years old. He's a grown man. He can make decisions for himself. Like you don't, you can't blame Cipollone. I mean, not that people are blaming Cipollone, but like you can't blame Eastman and all these other people and be like, oh, they're the problem. Trump is innocent. Like, no, dude, you are the commander in chief. You are in charge. Like that's, that is how it works. Well, again, it's, it's always this thing where a lot of the more serious, and I'm using that term in air quotes, Trump folks have always tried to have it both ways where he's like, Oh, this powerful, strong leader, but you know, he's, he's only as good as the advice he gets because he's still kind of new to this whole politics thing. And maybe, you know, he really leans on the people around him, but he's so strong and makes decisive, you know, decisions and and stance. And and it's like, like they, they try to talk out of both sides of their mouth with him. Right. Depending on, depending on what suits them. Right. And, and I just love that idea of like, Oh, he's not a politician dude. He was president for four years. He's a politician now. He does rallies all the time. He is officially a politician. Like, the second you run, you're a politician. Like, there's no, like, oh, he's new to the game. Like, that's not an excuse. 
Like it's just not an excuse. It's a, it's a it's a bullshit bit of reasoning. But yeah, you God, I, remember, I agree with you. Remember remember when the argument when he first got elected was like people were like oh he'll grow into the role like grow into president like this isn't a fucking yeah, yeah this, this isn't a fucking you know small business that <laughs> that, that you're that you're taking a risk yeah you're the leader of the guy. free world dude you right. got it like the whole point of why we want I mean look it's a it's actually a pretty good argument of like. It's not a solid argument, but it is an argument people would use of why, like, having these, like, older politicians make sense as president. Because they've been around, dude. Like, they Mm -hmm. know. They just can go right into the role, and it's like, all right, let's fucking rock and roll. They understand it more. Like, that was an argument against Barack Obama. He doesn't have enough experience. He doesn't have enough experience. But, like, he actually did. Like he came in and was very presidential from the yeah. jump, Donald and, Trump. And, and again, you do you do get that exception. Like Obama was one of those guys. Uh, Kennedy was one of those guys. Like you get you do get the exceptions to the rule, but by and large, the people that have performed at best is subjective. But the people that have performed most effectively in president typically are guys that have been in the political system for a very long time. Right. You just know the ins and outs. Like right. it, now that doesn't mean, you know, again, it doesn't mean you can't have your JFKs, you can't have your um your Barack Obamas, but it is few and far between. Like yeah. experience matters. Like it just does. Which is why a lot of presidents are governor former governors or senators, something like that. Just being in the halls of power give you a level of access and a level of understanding that being outside of it simply doesn't. Right? Like, yeah, Obama wasn't in Congress that long. Or in the Senate that long, but he was like so he 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 has connections. He knows people. He knows how to like he knows people's personalities and stuff like that. That matters. Trump just came in like a bull in a fucking china shop, which is why he's having secret meetings with the CEO of Overstock as like well, and, one of his advisors. And, and Obama was also smart enough to surround himself in key positions with people right. who were super experienced, like like bringing in you know bringing in Hillary Clinton to be Secretary of State is a really smart fucking move because she's been around the ins and outs and that position's supremely important because that way you don't have to get your hands as dirty with dealing with you know with foreign politics as much which would be one of the trickier aspects of the job you have an experienced statesman in there and and you can you can then ease into that kind of side of things and you can lean on her for advice and stuff like that right exactly so um other key points from this uh let's see passive baloney uh stabbed Sidney Powell in the face uh, which was pretty <laughs> awesome. Um they did a pretty good job of putting Michael Flynn and Roger Stone right at the heart of the uh Oath Keepers and the Proud Boys. Look for more of that later. Right? Yeah. Because that was I found to be pretty fucking interesting of like not just oh cuz most of what we've heard is like oh Roger Stone was you know, he had um, he had like the um, the Proud Boys as uh, or the Oath Keepers as like bodyguards at one point or whatever. But like they were like, nah, yo, there's a lot more going on there. Like these guys, they had a secret server of some sort or mm-hmm. like chat or what have you called the Friends of Stone, which gross. Um, where the, where they were communicating about like, about the moves and what they were going to do, sharing, um, security plans and things like that. Like, like definitively scouting out parts of the Capitol and, and DC specifically of like where the cop, the Capitol police were and stuff like that. There is no argument 
from a Proud Boys and Oath Keeper standpoint that these guys did not come there to fucking play. Like they came yeah. there, they didn't they weren't just there supporting Trump and then shit quote unquote got out of hand. No, they were banking on it getting crazy and then they were going to exploit that situation and do what the fuck they came to do. Right. And the and the other awesome thing is that apparently Roger Stone also had a documentary film crew following him yeah, around. Dude, there were this. four of them. <laughs> there were four documentary crews apparently going on. Like Trump had one, Stone had one, I think the Oath Keeper specifically had one. And I think the Proud Boys, along with Roger Stone, also had one, right? Because remember yeah. there was that report a number of months ago about a meeting between I, I think it was a meeting between Stuart Rhodes and Enrique Terrio in like an underground parking garage, and they were like, Oh, and there was document you know, a documentary uh crew there filming it. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Like, but these guys, I like what you can tell from all of this, like that sounds mm-hmm. crazy. Like, oh, why would anyone do that? These guys really thought that they were going to overthrow the government. And they really thought this was going to be like a real full-fledged coup d'etat that they were going to pull off mm-hmm. and like take over the government, reinstate Trump somehow, somehow. I, I, I honestly don't. It, they're like underpants gnomes from South Park. Like they have like two steps and then they're like profit. Like they, they don't actually have like like the middle part that's kind of important. Um, but they thought that they were really going to take over the U.S. government and it was just going to stand. And then they could just like release this video like, hell yeah, this look at these fucking heroes. Like, dude, all you did was take notes on a criminal fucking conspiracy. Right. Well, and, and, and listening to Matt Al last night, like not only yeah. did they not only did they do the recordings. That after after shit went the way it did on the sixth, and it blew up in their face, and all of a sudden, like you know, the, a hearings being impaneled in this, and people being arrested, they kept the recordings on their phones. so that the FBI could snap them up on their phones. They kept right. them on their phones, <laughs> and now they're being leaked out through the press. You so you just fan, fan, like applause all the way around. Um, yeah. yeah, they they were recording yeah. basically like their Zoom calls. Yeah. <laughs> hey guys, here's how we're gonna do this coup d'état. And the FBI's like, yeah, can we see your phone? <laughs> Why would you keep it on your phone? Jesus Christ! Again, I've, I've said it before. I will continue to say it. It's a good thing that we were preyed upon by the stupidest among us to to do this shit because it yeah. could have been a lot worse if people were smart. One hundred percent. It's really funny because um, what's the um, what what's the what's the guy uh from the Lincoln Project? Um uh Wilson Kelly and Conway's husband? Uh no, no no the like the kind of the main dude. I can't remember his name. Rob Wilson or something like that. Oh um, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he tweeted out today, I thought it was pretty funny. Uh he goes, We almost got democracy destroyed by a bunch of like idiots and morons. It's like not even by like real supervillains, like just a bunch <laughs> of idiots. And I was like, that is correct. Um, but they, they were so, they had their biggest issue was their hubris, right? Like they were so sure that this was going to go off without a hitch that they were just like, fuck it. This is recording shit. Like, who cares, man? Like we'll play these at our, our victory parties. But I'm like, yeah, like ironically hearing how Pat Cipollone responded to Donald Trump about like about Sidney Powell of like. We're not doing that. Get the fuck out of here, right? Hearing his response to that lets me know what I'm going to say next is a very large possibility. 
mm-hmm. which is this idea that they were going to like take over the capital and just I, I assume they thought they were just going to murder politicians just at will, right? And and most likely because they're like these guys are all like fantasy fucking dorks, right? Like mm-hmm. They probably like, we're going to get a camera crew in here and then we're going to do it live on TV, right? Like, because that's the kind of fucking like Batman villain type of shit that they would think to do. Um, do you really think, you think the U.S. military, like, you think they're just going to let you do this? Like, you, <laughs> do you just think that's what's going to happen? You, like, because I, I get it, right? Like, it, you know, I know somebody listening was like, well, Donald Trump had installed those people at the Department of Justice, or excuse me, at the uh, DOD. Department of Defense, like all his sycophantic guys and, and and at the Pentagon and stuff like that. I'm like, again, you had the White House counsel tell the president to his face to go pound sand <laughs> on a not killing people situation. Yeah. I don't see a situation where the U.S. military stands by and allows U.S. senators to be murdered, the That's vice correct. president to be murdered. I think those guys would be like, yo, we signed up. You know, to defend this country against enemies foreign and domestic, I'll take my court martial tomorrow. Let's fucking ride. Like, I yeah. just don't see and, a situation and, where they'd be like, "Oh, Trump said that." All right. Well, just and, let him and, tell and I and I know and I know that I know that the that the you know defense that from some folks would be like, "Well, you know, the Spider Man meme." And yes, I get that, but at the same time, like, no, like, like. No, people are not just going to abide that happening. No, especially, especially the people up up in charge. And I'm sorry, no. like they take that court martial tomorrow, dude. Like, well, not, and, and, and they're going to they're like people in the, like you know regular boots on the ground. Dudes are going to listen to their commanding officer before anybody before the, even before the president. Sorry, yeah, <laughs> like, like they understand absolutely. there's a chain of command, and the president just doesn't get to just you know dictate from the top. Like, hey, here's here's what we're going to do. You know what what your CEO says. Be damned. Yeah, I just, like, and I know the military chain of command absolutely works like that, right? It is, in fact, yeah. top-down. But I just don't see a situation where there's just, like, military, because remember, they had busloads of soldiers, but they were just not allowed to go, not allowed to go, not allowed to go. Now, you could say, well, see, that's proof that you're wrong. But that's not under the guise of a report that senators have been murdered. They have right. the fucking vice president hung, you know, in front of the fucking Capitol. Though, dude, that bus is moving. That bus is moving, and everyone in that capital who ain't supposed to be there is going to get fucking murdered. Like, they're just not going to allow it. Like, I just don't see a scenario. Like, that That to me is the difference between being a guy who has never worked in the government and thinking, well, I'm president, so it is what it is, versus people who have been in the government. They're like, yo, like, yeah, you in charge. Like, until shit like that pops off. If you are standing in the way, like, look, a lot of people in the military are like, look, the president is president. Like I may or may not like this guy, but the president is the president. It is what it is. It gets a little different when the president is literally crossing his arms as a coup is going on. And guess what? You're not talking about an internal military coup of like, well, the, the fucking Colonel or the fucking general of the air force is now in charge. That's a, like a different weird fucking scenario, right? Because then yeah. that's where they get really tough, where the soldiers feel like, well, that's my boss. And, you know, like that's a different thing. That's how countries do get taken over. You're talking about a bunch of paramilitary people trying to take over. The military can't wait to shoot those guys. Are you <laughs> kidding me? 
oh, really? Those drunk asshole Proud Boys took over the government? Let's go. <laughs> Dude, they can't wait to shoot those motherfuckers. Are you kidding me? So, like, this idea that they would just let that shit rock is a bizarre fantasy that, for some reason, these guys thought was like, once we get in there, bro, we're safe. I'm like, that is the last thing that's going to happen. You're yeah. going to die. <laughs> You're going to die, and it's going to be brutal. So... I don't know. Again, they were like the underpants gnomes. Like, they were like, oh, we take the Capitol, kill a couple senators, profit. <laughs> like, that's it. I'm like, nah, it, it, but it's not just about taking the Capitol. It's much like a reservation. It's about holding the Capitol. You will right. not do that. Like, you just, Correct. you simply will not. You won't. They'll kill you. So, and look, I'm glad, I'm glad the bloodshed was as minimum as it was. And I'm sure they, thinking back, you should be pretty thankful too, because they would have come in there, dude. Been the end. That's it. Like it, it had been over. Like they're not. They're not coming in to ask questions about shit. <laughs> like they're just not. So, um, but I think keep your eye on the Mike Flynn, uh, Roger Stone thing, um, with the Oath Keepers and Proud Boys, um, because that clearly there is a lot more there. There's a lot more there. Um, they clearly have more data on that, and they're going to drop that shit like a fucking nuclear bomb on those guys. <laughs> so I would not, not be surprised not if lie. Flynn and, and Roger Stone go to jail. I, I really obviously not going to lie. It would be pretty cool if they did. I wouldn't be surprised if those two guys get specifically well, indicted. Well, especially considering both of them, you know, got the duck um, consequences that would have right. left the jail time. So, yeah. Yeah. But I don't look, I don't think they're going to get it this time. And look, all these guys, look, I, those oath keeper guys, they're going to die in prison, dude. They're not putting, they're not letting you out in five years. Fuck. No. Like, there was a report. They didn't really talk about it today, unfortunately, but there was a report um, that they had grenades and, you know, obviously bombs. They they quite literally had um, uh, homemade napalm, which is like gasoline mm-hmm. with styrofoam in jars that you light on fire and throw because then it sticks on people and, like, mm-hmm. you know, burns them to death. Cool. I'm glad you guys really support the you, – you back the blue. Okay. Because those are the people <laughs> you were talking about murdering. Right. Like um. I mean, they they had a ton of AR-15s, a ton of pistols and shit like that that were, like, just outside of D.C. that, like, people were going to shuttle in and stuff like that. Like, no, th- look, they were ready They were ready to, like, do some shit, but, like, you ain't going to last, dude. The U.S. military got a whole – there's a whole lot more of them, and they can't wait to just roll in that building. And, they, and, and their equipment's a lot better than yours is. Yeah, and they're a lot better trained than you are. Yeah. Like, a lot better trained. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it's, um, it's, it's interesting. Um, during the, during the hearing, we found out that Brad Parscale, um, Mr. Florida man himself, Brad (laughs) I will never forget that video of those cops fucking tackling him. That shit was awesome. Um, he admitted to, um, uh, what is that crazy woman's name? Um, Katrina Pearson, Katrina Pearson, who sounded totally reasonable, by the way, like, like, like. Like, of sound mind. Not reasonable, but of sound mind, uh, which is new for her. Um, good on her meds, I guess. Um, but Brad Parscale admitted to her in text. He was like, I regret ever getting Donald Trump elected. And she was like, yeah. well, you know, we were just going by what he said, you know. So, you you know, you made the decision you made based on that information at the time. And he was like, no, it was our rhetoric. I regret this. Like, right. And then, and then he's like, he, and then he literally said like, you know, his, his rhetoric got a woman killed, like referring to Ashley Babbitt. Yeah. And she's like, she's like, don't be dramatic, Brad. He's like, Katrina, come on. Like, <laughs> like, like that was literally his response. Like, 
She was wearing a Trump cape, dude. Like, yeah, yeah. Your rhetoric got that woman killed. I mean, I don't give a shit. But like, well, and that's and that's you know yeah. that's the kind of shit that you know Stuart Ayers was talking about in his testimony today. He's like, you know, I got swept up in all this shit, and yep. you know, realized pretty quick like this is a bad move, and it cost me my career, and you know, it, I was fortunate to get out of legal jeopardy because he was able to come to an agreement with prosecutors. Like, it could have cost him his freedom. If he wanted to, and like that's, it's good that there's at least some of those people that are sobering up, uh, in the in the face of what they've, you know, what they've, the consequences they've had to, you know, be faced with in the wake of this. Right. Um, it sure would be nice if more of them would though, because it seems like there's still far too many, um, who are holding this dumb, dumb line. Like I have to drive past the house every fucking morning that has like a Trump one flag in and a fuck biden flag flying on his fucking flagpole wow a fuck day. biden flag jesus yeah. christ uh, uh, above the trump one flag so so fuck well, biden apparently takes great top priority, priority over, top, over top billing top billing yeah. <laughs> that's amazing um the yeah i like i love that line from brack parscale he was like no i deeply regret uh yeah ever getting him elected i was like wow dude Jesus and i'm, and I'm sure i'm sure he does because like yeah, that's a stink that's going to be on him off. for the rest of his career Espe- especially especially if the consequences are real like there's a lot of people that have landed softly out of the trump orbit but there's a lot of people that are going to have that like an albatross for the rest of their professional lives yeah and they'll be forced to work for like pieces of shit because those are the right. only people who are going to hire them like who's going to hire brad parscale who like seriously, I mean, he's wor- he, he's working. I think he's working on. I think he might be working on some like Republican nutters campaign, like uh, in some house race somewhere. But that's okay, a hell so- of a long way to go from you know okay. running the campaign for the press for the press. Okay, so what I said is true. Then, <laughs> yes, <laughs> like, correct. That's what I'm Absolutely. Like, who the fuck else is he going to go with? The Ron DeSantis campaign? Like, he don't have no other options. Like, so you right. always have to just be in the gutter or just completely get out of politics and do some like you know start your own fucking radio show or some shit like that, right? Like, you don't have any options. A la Steve Bannon. Like, that's why he's doing that, because he has quite literally no options to do anything right. else. Um, They basically plan the entire thing, the entire march to the Capitol on December 15th, right? December 15th is when they had their crazy meeting where they were, like, quite literally yelling at each other. Uh. Mm-hmm. Another person who was given just giving me absolute fire was Hirschman, who was just like, yeah, that meeting was fucking crazy. And every one of those nutcases on the Sidney Powell side were fucking lunatics like that guy. Like, dude, just let that guy talk, man, because that guy is the most honest motherfucker they have on that side. Hirschman Hirschman's views and like his politics suck like he defended Trump in one of the impeachment trials and stuff like that like he was one of the lawyers there but man that like that dude is so fun to listen to like when he is confronted with stuff that he knows is fucking nonsense like he somehow would like fist fight these <laughs> fist fight these guys yeah no yeah he's super real like i yeah i'm not a fan of his politics but he's super real every time they go to him i'm like Ooh, what are you guys say he's like fuck sydney <laughs> Powell. i'm like wow jesus christ um but they basically at the end of this like crazy multi-hour meeting where it was team normal versus team fucking crazy and they're just screaming at each other um in front of trump like quite literally uh in front of him um which is what he likes right he likes this fucking um what's that stupid show he uses the apprentice right where they're all knifing each other in the back uh type of thing um after that Trump like tweeted out like two in the morning or whatever. And he was like, it's going down fucking January 6th, baby. And 
all of these organizations were like they had all planned like different events like on different mm-hmm. days and they were all scrapped that and all m- decided to converge on DC on the 6th like they had um uh they they were playing clips from like other you like from YouTubers and shit from um from uh what's Alex Jones and all these people are just like yeah it's going to be it's going to be history 1776 and all this other shit like immediately after that shit came out they were they were on it like they they um <laughs> one, one of them literally was like oh it's gonna be a red wedding i'm like wow yeah, like you're gonna just you're just gonna say it out loud to fucking say cool yeah bro Who needs man yeah like you know these are these are human beings right like it's <laughs> cool with straight up murder like just full on but again that, that's the thing is is they don't murder? see their opponents as being human like yeah, they see them as the something problem. inhuman so yeah so yeah, they so like the, again this idea that it all just happened on happenstance is bullshit. Like that's when, like after after this came out, that's when the Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers started talking to each other, which they had never done before. Right. Um, which is just interesting. Um, Eleven House members planned uh, yeah. with <laughs> with the White House to overturn the election. Uh, in uh, some cases, not even House members at the time, because yeah. one of them happened to be a House member elect. Uh, yes. cave woman Taylor Green. Yeah, um, uh, which which, and, and, might, which might be why she was angling for a pardon at the end there. Yeah, look, um, what I found like Brad, uh, I don't know if you play Spades. Uh, th- I this, do actually. Yeah, this group would be uh, ten and a possible. So, <laughs> this is Representative Mo Brooks, Brian Babin, Andy Biggs, Matt Gates, Louis Gohmert, Paul uh, Gosar, uh, Gosar the Gosarian, uh, Andy Harris, uh, Jody. Oh, Maryland, Maryland represent. Whoop, whoop. Uh, Jody Heights, um, Jim Jordan, of course, uh, Scott Perry, and uh, representative representative elect Marjorie Taylor Greene. Um, yeah. So out of the eleven of these dick bags, um, five of them asked for pardons. <laughs> they were like, "Yeah, that, that we know of, that we're aware." Of. Yeah, that we're aware of. Right. Right. So that's you know, look. That's that should be. Uh, you should put that in the sort of the back of your head that um, these people worked with the White House, not not on some ancillary shit where they were like, "Oh, well, I'm thinking about." It. No, they were like in in the room where it happened. Like, this is how we're going to do this shit. Um, Ima- imagine how un how unserious your plan is, or not unserious, but like how sh- how crap your plan is that you're like, oh, like we're gonna pull in these people from Congress, and like somehow someone who's not even in Congress yet is allowed to be like in the room. Like, why is Marjorie Taylor Greene need to be involved with that in any way, shape, or form? Right, right. I, I guess they, I guess they heard like. You know, she's crazy enough to like go along with this shit, and they're like, the crazier the better. Like, That's what I'm saying. Like, like you have you have so few people that are actually on board right. with this nonsense that you have to reach to get someone who's not even in Congress yet. Like, they will be by the time the day rolls around, but they have no actual power until three weeks from now. Right. Which which tells me that it wasn't just about it wasn't just about them being in power. It was also just mm-hmm. strategic, right? Like, we, you know, we've got these like. Trump quite literally thought he was going to go to the Capitol, which we we've you know found out in the last hearing. But he his thought was that he would have these 
Congress members with him, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Again, going into the chamber to pressure Pence along with Paul Gosar and all these other fucking people standing next to him is is wild. Like there, there's there's a weird like different universe where I would have liked to see how that would have panned out. Like like quite mm. literally. Like yeah, thanks for coming. Gonna go ahead and still certify Joe Biden as the winner. Yeah. All right, you guys can leave now. <laughs> like you just get the fuck. How out. could you do this to me, Mike? Like, you just hear screaming. <laughs> he's the just room. he's just booing him. <laughs> Boo, boo, <laughs> my friends. The worst. Like I'm. Uh, all right. Yay. I'm not your friend anymore. <laughs> Mother sucks. Like, like what? Nothing. Um. And then again, we 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 heard from the oathkeeper spokesman, um, which I thought was good. Um. Then we got the end. <laughs> just a, a little, uh, just a little, a little coda, a little, a little aside that uh, Liz Shady throws out at the at the very end yeah, of little, this uh, of this hearing. A, a little, uh, like, you know. Like, oh, oh, by the way, like, 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 just uh, you know, apropos of nothing. Right, a uh, little digestive before before you go home. <laughs> Apparently, Trump called a witness who has not testify who is scheduled but has not testified yet to the the january 6th committee he called them and they didn't pick up they were like oh shit trump's calling like nah fuck that i'm not getting in trouble Mm -hmm. and so they told their lawyer and their lawyer immediately called the january 6th committee like you're not gonna believe who just (laughs) this is crazy um and they fucking died this out up yeah, then immediately with the committee, you know, called Merrick Garland on the phone was like, hey, you're never going to believe this. But I think our boy just committed witness tampering. <laughs> Yet another <laughs> or, or, or attempted attempted to, to commit witness tampering. No, I was just calling to see, like, how you, how you doing? I haven't spoken to you in a while. Like, hey, <laughs> check it out. How's your mom? Right. Um, That's a wild move, man. That's a in the wild middle move. of all that's going on. Like, again, like if you're if you are. Obviously, this isn't like a criminal trial in any way, shape, or form. Like this right. is just the public, you know, public you know, disclosure of stuff of evidence. But if you know that you're going to be heavily scrutinized, and you know that this person is going to be called before the committee to testify, it's a really bold fucking move to be like, you know what? Let me just give them a quick call before they have a chance to do that, just to make sure that they know that it would be really disappointing to me personally uh, if they decided to to dime me out. Yeah, and okay, hold, hold. All of that being true, mm. but let's talk about the thing that is the most important of that, which is whoever that is is a big fucking deal. That ain't no Probably. small. That's not a small person. You know, he ain't calling Cassidy Hutchinson. He calling somebody. Like, please don't die me out for <laughs> the love of God. I don't know who that could be though. Yeah, because Meadows Meadows is. Not wanting to testify, like he's he's not going to do it. Is it Eastman? I, I don't think I don't think they would call. I don't think they would call Eastman. Eastman has criminal exposure. Like I don't think that they would because yeah, they know true. if they call him, all they're all he's going to do is plead the fifth, like he did. Yeah, that's true. So um, there's got to be somebody, man. There's there's got to be somebody like way back here that we're not thinking of who had crazy access, and there and there and he was just like. Nah, fuck that. I got to make a pers- a personal call. Not get one of my guys to call them. 
I'm going to call. I'm going to pick up the phone and call this person and, and expose myself to that prop, you know, probably getting out. That's a it's, that's it, a wild move, man. It must it's, be. It's, it's, they it's have Eric, some fucking. It, it, it's Eric Trump. It's Eric Trump. He's like, oh my god, my, my dad's calling me. Like that never happens. Like uh, that's so weird. This must be. This must be. Uh, this must uh, be related to the. I'm gonna to talk to my lawyer about this. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know, man. I don't know who that would be. I'd have to really think about like who we haven't heard from that would have that kind of access. Yeah. I mean, they clearly they interviewed Stephen Miller. We saw Nasiratu's return today. Um, <laughs> I love the Stephen Miller thing is really funny, by the way, because he went on like Waters recently. It might have even been like yesterday, where he was like, "Oh, he's like, I wish that they would play some of the testimony that I gave to the hearing because I was giving a a vociferous defense to Trump and talking to him, talking to them about how it was completely just what he was doing." And then they play like two Steve Miller clips today where they're like, "Oh, like this is pretty fucked up." was he's like um uh he you know they they did tell him <laughs> that uh that it was probably uh best uh not to pursue this uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, just, just completely fucking count after he yeah, after he tried to look like a tough guy on of fox course. news of course uh you know it, it's like it's like the rudy giuliani clip I almost fell and cracked my skull. Roll that tape, and it's like, oh, nothing happened to you. You're fine. Yeah, sorry, and, and, I, I can't do as good of a Stephen Miller impersonation as Andy can, just because I'm not from Fresno, like Andy. Right? Yeah, so that, I can't. I can't, I can't get that. Like, uh, I just think that it's uh crazy that you know <laughs> the Santa that they're not pursuing it more. Right? Yeah, I can't. I can't. I can't pull that one off. So, well, you just you just have you got to like channel Pauly Shore and. Then, <laughs> <laughs> uh, make him a right wing asshole. Um, which, by the way, that was perfect casting uh, on SNL. Was having Paul <laughs> play him. It was perfect. Um, so yeah, it's uh, that that was pretty wild. That was pretty wild. Now, he, here's where it gets here's where it gets a little funny. <laughs> and, and this is so funny because like this was like a chair. Like like we didn't expect this. This gift to fall on our laps today, like this was just completely out of left field. Has nothing to do with the trial, but for some reason, uh, Jake Tapper on Across the Nation thought, like, you know who we need to talk to? It's John Bolton. I agree with you. To be to be uh, fair, with all due respect, uh, one doesn't have to be brilliant to attempt a coup. Uh, I disagree with that. As somebody who has helped plan coup d'état, <laughs> not here, but you know, other places. Uh, it takes a lot of work, and that's not what he did. It was just stumbling around from one idea to another. Ultimately, he did unleash the rioters at the Capitol. As to that, there's no doubt. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> like, like, real dereliction of duty there from Jake Tapper. Like, how? Like, when someone is like, you know, coming as someone who's planned many coups. Like, are you not being like? Uh, time, time out, John Bolton. Like we need to, we need to, we need to follow up on this, uh, on this line of questioning that you've now opened up before me. Many coups, like, dude, he didn't even say like, yeah, like I've, you know, I've done coups, and like where you might have thought like uh, he was just like pushing back and just like mistakenly said it. Yeah, he he literally followed up by saying like, well, not here, but like in other places. <laughs> like he's, it wasn't like a slip of the tongue. He's admitting. To doing coup d'etats in other countries. Yeah. Definitely in South America. Like, that shit was fucking nuts. 
John Bolton's like, yeah, no, like, of course, like, who? Like, everyone does coups. Like, yeah. you haven't done a coup before. Like, come on. Like, you haven't, you haven't lived Jake Tapper until you've done a coup d'état, my friend. I love, and I love how it all came from the idea of he wanted to brag on being smart. That was all it came. That's why he said it. It was like, well, you know, you don't have to be a genius. And he's like, I don't know. Whoa, 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 whoa. As a per as a person yeah. who does coup d'etat, like, like, I'm like, pretty Jake, fucking smart. Yeah, man. Like, like Jake Tapper, I know you were a young man in the 1980s. We were doing coups all the time in the 80s. Like you should have seen all the all the coups we were pulling off. We so he was like, <laughs> that's the wildest fucking admission I've ever heard. No, I, I do coups all the time. I'm like, what the fuck? No big deal. Like, <laughs> dude, do you hear yourself? Like, <laughs> like, what the fuck those people gonna do to me? I already killed their families. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I'm like, yo, again, Republicans are wild, dude. Like they are super crazy that he was just like, yeah, well, like, what's the big deal? Uh, you know what, John? Don't worry about it. Like you got it. Like you got it. Jesus Christ. I could not believe that. I could not believe when I saw that. I was like, that's not when I saw someone write it. I was like, that's not real. That's not real. That's not something he's like, oh, oh, this is a, there's a video. Fuck. Yes. Wow, dude, John John Bolton fucking loves the coup, man. He's all about it. Like you can't argue that he doesn't. Like you yeah. can't argue. He told you many, many in other countries. It's fine. Yes. All right. <laughs> Never here. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sort of, I'm sort of an asshole. I wouldn't. I wouldn't try to destroy people's lives. Like no, that's crazy. Like I mean, oh, brown people. Yeah, fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> who gives a fuck? Who gives a fuck who they voted for? Like, look, come on. Um, any more from the January 6th you want to talk about? January 6th? No, I thought, like I said, I thought that I thought the hearing was, uh, was pretty, pretty well done. I like, I, I do like Benny Thompson running a hearing because he likes it. He just likes to fucking tee people up. Basically. He's like the, he's like the MC almost where he just introduces the witnesses and asks them a couple like softball questions to get him warmed up. And then he, and then he like, you know, passes it over to whoever's leading the hearing that day. He's like, you know, come yep. on and fucking fucking, you know, let's, let's drop some bombs on these people. Let's go. Yeah. I think my favorite combo is him and Cheney. Cause like mm-hmm. Liz Cheney gets to the fucking heart of the matter pretty quick she's like yeah so you guys are criminals right yeah or, do, 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 talk about it and you're like jesus Christ. like like raskin's like raskin i i like raskin but you know he's like well you know let's let's set the scene or whatever uh liz cheney is like so then you were cool with murdering the vice president is that correct and you're like well roll the tape and it's like i would like to kill the vice president uh, okay now move on like She's not bullshit, man. When she's no. when she's uh, doing the questioning, she is a fucking beast, man. Because you know somebody somebody made a perfect uh, statement today uh, in our fan group. Um, um, they were like, "Listen, by the way, lookforwardshow.com slash uh, fans." Um, they were like, "She is a horrible person, but she <laughs> despises Donald Trump, right?" And it's like, and for that, the enemy of my enemy is my friend temporarily like yeah and, like, like, and I'm like okay ab- ab- absolutely uh you know war war makes for strange bedfellows sometimes like yeah. who, who, <laughs> like it's it's you know just like you know who could have imagined like you know, like you and i like not me <laughs> yeah yeah exactly like again it's the lord of the rings thing like yeah never thought i'd be fighting alongside a cheney <laughs> what about a friend <laughs> you know <laughs> it's, it's, it's crazy um so Moving into, like, and, but hey, maybe you want to help us vote for this uh, voting rights legislation. To help make sure it doesn't happen again. No, like, come on, this is 
I mean, don't, I still don't, want don't, don't go crazy. Yeah. I mean, I still want women, you know, to be forced into being broodmares. I mean, <laughs> we were friends for four minutes. Like, really. I just don't want that asshole to be president. Like, another asshole? Hell yeah. Let's fucking rock and roll. Ron DeSantis? Sounds great. Like, but it, it would be interesting to see who she would back for president. Like that, that actually would be interesting because like, well, you, you know, mean, Ron DeSantis, you mean if, if, if Trump was the nominee or if Trump, no, or, I'm, or I'm in saying the Republican primary, even. I'm saying in the primary, like, mm. you know, Ron DeSantis would pull so, something similar. Like you already know that. Like, oh, sure. Do, do you like in, if we know that she knows that, right? Like yeah. she, she knows who that, that guy is, right? Like, would she back someone else? I mean, some people say that like she should run, which I don't even, I don't hate that idea. Mm-hmm. Because I I don't think she could win. I I mean I think it's crazy to think that she could win. But I think if she ran as an independent and not even in the Republican primary, yeah, she could she, she could she could play she could siphon there. votes. She could siphon right. votes. Like I think she should run as an independent if Trump gets the nomination. Nomination. Yeah. I think that would be a smart move because she would pull people because people would be like, look, man, she actually was like so she was on some trustworthy shit. Look, she's not gonna win, but she would just be there to fucking wreck his shit. And in the debates. She's been like, dude, step aside, Butch. Look at all this information I have. Like, cause she, cause she wouldn't even have to worry about Joe Biden. Like, wh- who gives a fuck? Like, I'm not even here to well, talk about Joe Biden. I'm just here to kick the shit out of Trump's back. And I, and, and, I and, here and the points, now. the point has been made. I, I've hearing a lot of people make the point this week, and I'm actually surprised that it took this long for people to kind of like connect, like put these blocks together. If Trump does run again in the primary, and if he loses or if he's losing, he's gonna pull the same shit. Except on like yes. on the Republican side of things, like he's going to talk about, oh, it's rigged, and like the, like I didn't actually lose, and I actually won. Like, and what's going to happen then? Like, what the fuck are you going to do then? Yeah, he'll wreck your own party from the inside, which that's disastrous because if that happens, then you're you're in no place. Like, if he loses and he does that, he's going to tell his people to walk away, right, from the race. Good luck in twenty twenty four. Look, look how he lost in twenty twenty, right. If I don't mm-hmm. win, or or not, you don't even have to look at like his race in twenty twenty. You can look yeah, at look the Georgia. Georgia, right? Exactly, where he was just like, "Fuck those people! I didn't win. I'm not coming out. I'm not stumping yeah, for take, him. Take take your ball, take your ball, and go home." And, and then, he fucked two you races. Get two Democratic seats in a, in a traditionally red area. Good job. Right. So, yeah, you're right. Like, and and right now he only has forty nine percent support uh, mm-hmm. in the Republican Party. Like as as far as like wanting him to run for president. That's not good. If that falls and, and, like and again, 40%, to that point, like, even he even if he drunk. doesn't make waves around the primary election, like if he doesn't win the nomination, like he's not going to be out there, you know, you know, vociferously backing whoever does, especially if it's DeSantis because he fucking hates that guy. Right. So he's like, "Nah, you trying to take my spot? Like, yeah. I'm the I'm the fascist asshole. Like, not you." Well, you were also one, but like you're two point oh. Like, yeah. I don't like new new Coke. I'm old Coke. Like, so, um, and, and like, I just don't, I, I don't see a situation where he would back him. I think you're absolutely right. And yeah. that would, that would like Trump losing would actually be s- simultaneously a, a great thing for the GOP, like getting rid of him, mm-hmm. but also the worst scenario because of w- what you're saying, which is he yeah. will torch the entire fucking, uh, landscape because he cannot accept that he lost. Well, and, and not to get too ahead of ourselves and not to get too prematurely hyped about stuff. I think that they're in a tough spot regardless. 
And again, and and the Democrats still have a lot of unanswered questions. Like, will Biden run again? If he does, like, is he, he, he face a primary? He he yeah, I mean, every president's going to say that because that's, because the minute you say the minute you say you're not, you're a lame duck. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, you try to sure. you try to hold you try to hold that off as long as you can. I don't know if he actually will. Dude's gonna be 82 in in a couple of years running for president to sit to serve for four more years. That's gonna that, that's a lot. Um, I agree. I agree. But but like you to your to your point, you know, you I, I see you bashing neoprogs on on Twitter over the head with some stuff like being the incumbent is a huge advantage that you generally don't want to voluntarily give up in no. a presidential election. And and so. look, I, I wouldn't be surprised that if he looked at the numbers and he ran. Like. Step down in a year, step down in mm-hmm. six months or whatever, like, look, you might even be able to make that that offer of like, I'm going to run. But I'm not gonna do my full term. Although that might piss people off, I don't know. But that might actually spur. Democrats. I don't. I don't think. I don't think you can run on that. Yeah, I. I as I'm thinking about it, like that yeah. might piss people off. But, but I. Be, think- well, be, well, because then you're also like hinging very heavily on exciting people with who your vice president pick is, which I would assume would be Harris again, which. Right. You know, is is a mixed bag as far as that goes because neoprogs really don't like her that right. much. <laughs> you know, so um, but but then run and then resign after six months. Like you know what, boys getting a little too long. I, know, I don't. I don't. I don't think he would ever do that though. Honestly, I don't. Like I think if he ran again, he would he would serve the whole term if he was as long if as he's he was, alive. As long, I must say, as long <laughs> as he was physically capable of doing so, he right. would do it. But like, and you know, I, I I've seen a bunch of people saying, oh. You know, Bernie should primary him. I'm like, Bernie's old too. What the fuck are y'all talking about? Like, again, the age thing that they slam Biden on, I'm like, you guys conveniently forget that Bernie Sanders is old as fuck. Well, but he seems young. Yeah, that really doesn't matter when it comes to numbers. Like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, he's spry. So what? Motherfucker, we're not asking you to do push-ups. We're saying you're too old. (laughs) Like, that's, that's it. So, yeah, people conveniently forget that Bernie's a thousand years old. Um, just cause he yells loudly doesn't make him young. Um, but look, man, I got to tell you, um, I think people should take heed to looking at Pete Buttigieg. Like he's been, he's been on some shit in the last couple of weeks, man. He really, in the last, actually last number of years, I think that guy, I'm not saying that he should be like the guy in 2024. I, I hate even talking about 2024 really. Um, mm-hmm. at all, because I think we have a major election coming up, um, that we need to be concentrating on. But I think that guy has a real future. I, I, I honestly think people like, I think he made some mistakes of like going the like standard Democrat route of like being overly like tech conscious and shit like that of like, Oh, what about the numbers? And you know, like all that mm-hmm. shit and, and getting in bed with the big tech and all this other stuff. If he pulls away from that kind of stuff and is like, actually critical of those things. Dude, he's a force to be reckoned with because Republicans can not figure out how to deal with him. They, yeah. they can't. He, he's, he's a really effective messenger. I he's think a that, super effective messenger. I, I think that you would see him on someone's ticket before he was actually, before Probably. he would they would gain a nomination. I, I think he would make a really awesome vice president who yeah. could then coast on the back of, 
you know, his running mate eventually to run for the actual job when it's time. So, yeah, I, I think, I think that's, I think that's very possible. Look, if, if Harris, you know, not, I'm not wishing by death or anything, but if Harris ends up being president because Biden either retire, you know, retires or, um, passes away, um, hopefully it's more retire than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, take his eye rock out on the road. Um, like, if he if he does, I think she would be smart to pick Buttigieg. I think that's a pretty mm-hmm. good choice. By the way, you don't lose a senator, right? Like you don't. Also like, true. Because people are just like, oh, you should pick Warren. Like, yeah, look, I love Elizabeth Warren, but you're losing a senator. Look, Fuck that. Uh, but and I'm also not going to be a hypocrite. She's old too. Like she's going to be she 74. Is. She's she going to be 74. And like, if in the argument, right? If yeah. the argument is that these people are too old, all right, Pete Buttigieg is not that old. Like he's super yeah. young. So, um, that would be a good one. Um. Uh, Julio Castro would be another one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so like that. I don't, those, I don't. I don't. I don't think. I don't think he's the charisma to to be in that spot. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Like as Veep, eh, I mean, eh. cabinet I secretary, which he already is, isn't he? I can't. I can't remember if he is or not right now. Uh, I don't remember what his role is now. Um, yeah. we haven't really seen him since the election, honestly. Uh, also which great. is a shame because he. I thought his platform was dope. Um, but. I mean, he's not, he's, he's not a, he's not a charisma black hole, but you're right. He's not, he's not a charisma magnet either. Um, Honestly, like, I think that we should also be, and, and you and I, this is one of our kind of blind spots a little bit is that we don't have as much like knowledge of democratic governors around the country, except for Newsom. Like Newsom's probably the the highest profile. Honestly, probably would be Gavin Newsom if, if, if. Biden decided not to run. I think Gavin Newsom would see that opportunity and just oh like, zoom like, yeah like, and, yeah and no. right right to the head of the fucking look, class. He looks <laughs> like a he looks like a president on TV, and that sounds trivial, but it's not. No, it's really it's not a trivial thing. Do people are like no, that guy looks like a president? Like that like that works for people. Like that's part of the reason why women have a hard time being president, dude. Like because people go, a girl never been president before, like. You don't, she don't look like a president, right? Um, yeah, she doesn't have a penis. Very good. Um, <laughs> but no, Gavin Newsom looks like a president from TV. Look, spoiler alert. Mitt Romney looked like a president from TV. Like he did. Yeah, he, he was the big weirdo. <laughs> yeah, he was just, oh, meat, my you know, hot dog, meat, my favorite meat. Like, <laughs> you're an idiot. You're an idiot. What's wrong with you? Who talks like that? Um, but yeah, I think, I think Gavin Newsom would be a good choice. I Look, yeah. I think Gavin Newsom could beat Harris. Like in a primary, 100%. Oh, yeah. Hundred percent, I think he could. Um, I don't. I, I don't I wouldn't think even be mad about. Could. I don't even think honestly. Like of of the people that would be likely to run in a potential Democratic primary in twenty twenty four, I don't think anyone could beat Gavin Newsom. No, I, I really don't. Think don't. So. Like I don't like think like so. I I think of the people that we're aware of now. I think Gavin Newsom would be the, the clear front runner if Biden decided not to run again. Yeah, and look that maybe that's a move, right? Like, yeah. look, I don't I don't think giving up the incumbency is a great idea. But if you're gonna give it up, you gotta get you gotta give it to somebody who you know is gonna get in there and tear shit up. And Newsom's one who could tear shit up, right? He yeah. he is. And and also like as far as the like, competency, he's like, bro, I ran Florida or Florida, I ran California. California. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like, and people like him. People like him. They're like, oh, they, they tried to call you, yeah, and I kicked the shit out of him. <laughs> I beat I beat the brakes off of those motherfuckers. Like, they will never dare. Do what they did again. What a waste of time. Oh, yeah, Gavin Newsom's going to lose. Those numbers came back. They were like, we need to just be quiet. Then he went like 60-something percent. Like, yeah, it was, it, was not, it was not close. It was not close at all. 
Yeah. Try yeah, get the fuck out of here. So um yeah, because that's right. Caitlin uh Caitlin Jenner was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to sneak in there and they were like, No, no, yeah, you're like, not. <laughs> yeah. Need you just stay over there. Stay over there. You and your fucking crazy, uh crazy family. Get out of here. Okay, that's the end of the free portion for this week's episode of Look Forward. Make sure you go to lookforwardshow.com slash premium. Sign up for premium content. It's only $5 a month or $50 for the full year.